Do you suffer with chronic pain? Are you taking risky, over-the-counter, or prescription anti-inflammatory drugs? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppe with a better natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, Liquid Turmeric Liposome Complex. Future Farm's liquid turmeric with liposomes and nanotechnology delivers maximum absorption for effective pain relief. Sourced and manufactured in the United States, this product contains 1,600 milligrams of curcumin and powerful antioxidant properties. This plant-based curcumin is used to possibly reduce inflammation, block proteins that trigger swelling, and intercept inflammatory pathways, significantly decreasing inflammatory responses. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Don't live with pain when there's an all-natural, science-based remedy that works. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Our guest is Nathan Jones. He's CEO of Clear Inc., uh, spelled X-L-E-A-R. Clear nasal spray is xylitol-based, hence the X, to remind you. And uh, he is currently attending a conference down in the Dominican Republic uh, on the subject of pulmonary health. Uh, he has he will go hither and thither and yon. You've been to so many different countries at uh, conferences uh, on that subject because it kind of sheds light on uh, why uh, nasal spray may be our best bulwark against uh, easily communicable viral infections. Uh, and certainly there's a demonstration that bacterial infections respond well to xylitol. So um, now you have a variety of formulations. Uh, you've got the original clear, which is just clear. And there's a little, I think it's a little grapeseed extract in that. Is that correct? It's grapefruit seed, and and that's what we've been using as a preservative for twenty years. Mm -hmm. And that is because you're actually mandated, I think, when you sell an over-the-counter product to have a disinfectant in it. Is that correct? And you chose instead of using a chemical disinfectant, uh, a natural disinfectant. Is that correct? Unless you, unless it's in a sterile, unless it's made in a sterile and put into a sterile container, mm -hmm. you have to have a preservative in it. Yeah, because it's, it's a multi-use. Uh, it's a multi-use because you're, you're not going to yeah. just use it once and throw it away. It, you get a whole lot of sprays out of a bottle of clear. Right. Um, and, and there's a little bit of a claim to fame of uh, grapefruit seed extract as well because it is a natural antibacterial. So that's a nice synergistic ingredient, I think. It, I think it works great. I mean, in the studies that, that we did last year, even the, the, the grapefruit seed extract in a point two percent, the the level that we use it at, um, it was it was virucidal to the SARS CoV two virus in in less than fifteen minutes. Okay. Uh and then uh you also have a variety of other products. Uh you've got the clear rescue xylitol and saline nasal spray with essential oils when you need a little something a little stronger, right? Correct. And I would, and you know, and if I started coming down with something, I would probably start using that a little more aggressively than I than I would use it because because really what we try to get people to understand is that is that washing your nose it's a hygiene it's a hygiene practice. Clear is a hygiene tool, mm -hmm. the same way as a bar of soap. Right. And and the reason why we have to be careful with that is because if and, you know, and I'll give this, this is how crazy and kind of screwed up our our 
our healthcare laws are in the U.S., but if you take a bar of soap and you say, I'm washing my hands to make them smell good, mm-hmm. well, that's a cosmetic claim. But if right. you say, I'm washing my hands because I don't want to get sick, well, now that same bar of soap is now a drug. On the other hand, they always they tell you to wash your hands 15 times daily and while you're singing happy birthday twice. So you know, it's, they're kind of caught in a Correct. little bit of contradiction but, there. And, and they, well, well, no, and that's, that's the thing is that the soap companies like Dial and, and, and uh, gosh, now I'm trying to think of what soap companies there are, um, Dial and Dove and, and these soap companies, mm-hmm. you don't see them out there saying, hey, washing your hands can help stop. Because they cannot do that. It's like we can't say that our yeah, product. It's a drug claim. You I mean, know, it's it's it's, 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 it's essentially that, what you know. You would have to have a, a, a FDA approval for a drug claim for a disease claim, and and so you, you, we have to kind of skirt around right. that. Now, but here's the problem: you and may be so, you may be a victim well, of your own. Let me own, go back to that. Yeah, go ahead. Oh well, no, because what I wanted to point out is that the CDC and our public health officials. They are the ones that are going out and saying, wash your hands. We need to wash our hands. It helps stop the spread of disease. And that's what we have tried to get our government to do. We've asked the FDA to to give us an emergency use authorization so that we can actually explain to people in plain language why they need to wash their nose. Because we're blocked from doing that because we aren't a drug. Exactly. Okay. So we're like, hey, you want to go wash your nose so you can smell better. Um, But... We asked that we, we actually, there was a petition and we've helped, we put that petition on our webpage where physicians actually said, hey, CDC, please go out and tell people what washing their nose can do. Mm-hmm. And the CDC has ignored it. Sure. And the FDA ignored us. And the government is just ignoring any hygiene type of solution to any healthcare issue. I mean, we could go back and, and I'll touch on it one more time, but. I think I mentioned this some one time before, but there are actually studies that were done, papers that were written that, that showed that if people have bad oral hygiene, they were nine times more likely to be hospitalized from COVID. Yes, I've seen okay? some of those studies. And yes. we already know, and, and we already know that you have diseases like heart disease, uh, uh, Alzheimer's, um, diabetes. You have a lot of these other diseases that all have connection that that having bad oral hygiene causes inflammation in your mouth it opens up those those the tissue right there so the bacteria and viruses that get into your mouth have free access to your body yes and you would think that our government our public health officials would come out and say people go out get some exercise brush your teeth it's not that hard to solve periodontal disease if people will just practice some good hygiene well, and then there's the Spry Dental Defense products, which pretty much do what uh, the clear nasal spray products do for the nose in the mouth. They prevent dental caries. They help to combat periodontal disease uh, based on the same principle that xylitol inhibits some of these pathogenic bacteria. Yep. And that's, you know, that's the, so the big body of research behind xylitol is how it, it works in the mouth. And what it does is it actually changes the microbiome away from acid creating bacteria to where you have a more friendly microbiome and and uh, when people go out and you're using like a mouthwash or a toothpaste that has triclosan or you know high high level of alcohol what you're doing is it's you know you're scorching the earth it's a scorched earth policy but you're killing all of the bacteria mm-hmm. in your mouth yeah. and you you really don't want it that because good hygiene doesn't mean 
you're killing everything. What it means is that you have a good, healthy microbiome and that it's healthy. Indeed. And, and that's what, you know, the hygiene principle is. Right. But, you know, what I was going to say earlier, uh, Nathan, is that uh, you may be a victim of your own success because, you know, if it was merely something that makes my nose feel better, you know, I, I, I feel, uh, you know, less congestion. Uh, but when you start to demonstrate that there's efficacy against diseases, uh, you've tripped the wire and you now go into uh, the status of a pharmaceutical drug. And then the FDA says, well, who are you to go up against, uh, you know, Pfizer and Merck and, you know, J&J uh, &J, uh, to make claims, you know, they have uh, spent hundreds of millions of dollars uh, uh, doing clinical trials to demonstrate the efficacy of their, their pills and their vaccines. And, uh, you know, so you're a small fry and this is natural. So you, you can't cross that line. So really what you're saying is for me to be accepted as an honorable drug company, I have to have paid tens of billions of dollars in fines for doing things that are wrong. <laughs> yeah, more or less, because you know that uh, that's the uh, that's the economics <laughs> of it. You know, is that I mean, typically to bring a drug to market, well, it'll cost hundreds of millions of dollars, if, if not more in terms of research. I, and I fully understand that. I just find it incredibly ironic that whoever I can't remember his name, Bourla. The CEO of Pfizer yes. is out there saying that people should be the people. He's saying that people who criticize vaccines should be prosecuted as criminals. But yet he's the CEO of the most penalized and fined drug company on the planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, they've, 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 there's been a lot of cases where there's been uh, problems. Uh, and that they paid a speeding ticket, basically, because for them to pay, you know, a, a, a damage award of you know, perhaps a couple of hundred million dollars is, you know, it's just breakage for them. You know, it's like, uh, you know, like when you when you have a pottery store and, you know, some things break, you know, you got to factor that into the economics. OK, let's, you know, moving along, because yeah. we've got the um, the clear rescue xylitol and saline nasal spray with the essential oils. Uh, what what's in it? What are, What's the secret sauce in there? Um you just it, well, it's, so it's the regular clear, but it has oregano oil, it has polyarco, it has some other essential oils that'll help clean the airway, uh, uh, break up biofilms, and wash those bacteria away. Uh, effectively, and what a regular, you know, what you need on a daily basis. Okay. So that that isn't a product that's designed to be used every day. It's a product that's designed to for you to use when you feel like your your airways under stress or under pressure. Okay. And then how do you differentiate it from another of your product offerings which is Clear Max saline nasal spray? So the Max was actually the first line extension that we did and what that was is so capsicum, capsaicin, whichever one that is, um, that is that's kind of a natural antihistamine. And and it helps reduce uh um, inflammation also. There's there's a couple of, of products out there on the market that actually use capsicum for migraines. Hmm. But yes. what it does do is it help open it helps open up that airway. And so really what that is is, you know, we at Clear, what our what our motto is, the thing that we that we work toward is we understand that there are drugs and there is a need for drugs at, you know, every now and then people need some medicines and some drugs to do it. But we do believe, and I think most people, when they think about it, understand that we are way, way over-medicated in our country to the point that, you know, we're, we're 
more sick because of the drugs that we're taking than we are because of the the relief we get from the drugs. Mm -hmm. And so the more we can get off of these medications, like steroid nasal sprays and things like that. Exactly. And so what that is, is, is the, the max that has the capsaicin in it at a very low level. It doesn't burn your nose. People are like, Oh, that's going to burn it. It doesn't. But what it does do is if you know that you have seasonal issues every now and then, let's say every spring or every fall, then instead of using the regular clear every morning and night, then during May and June, you just use that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, and, you, you, you know, whenever you have those issues, because that helps with, with cutting down your need for some of those medications. I mean, you, you put a... You put a B in my bonnet here about uh, migraines and the capsicum in there, uh, because uh, at the risk of uh, of uh, arousing the ire the the ire of the FTC, uh, perhaps this is something that uh, I could be using in some of my migraineurs. You know that there's there may be some efficacy. Well, that I. That is what I don't know, because I haven't read any science on that. What I do know is that there are other products on the market that have been using uh, capsicum in a nasal spray for migraines. Um, We don't talk about that for ours. The reason Mm -hmm. why I brought that up is to show that it has been used. It has a historical usage. In In other words, there's a precedent. There's a precedent. It's not like there's a lot of historical usage to it. What we did is, is we understood that it's a, that it, that it is a natural antihistamine type of, of drug. And it's not a drug, an herb. Um, and so we added that into our nasal spray just to, to see how it worked. And people loved it. They, they thought it was amazing. So I don't know if you want to, so, I don't know if you want to go there on, on this, but, uh, you know, currently, uh, you are, uh, pushing back against, uh, some of the, strictures of the FTC in terms of uh, making claims. And you also have an, on the other hand, you also have an FDA application for an emergency use uh, authorization, which is, I, I got to say, I got to use the word quixotic. That is a quixotic endeavor because uh, it is so unlikely that even with all the other uh, plausible natural agents for support in viral infections, uh, that there's, there's never been an authorization from FDA for that, for that claim. Uh, but, you know, rhetorically, uh, that is a really good position to take. Is there any way that our audience can support uh, CLEAR in that effort? Or do you, or do you even want um, that to happen? I, well, I don't know. I mean, if they would offer, if they would give it to us, I, I would love that. But, you know, the whole purpose of an emergency use authorization, if you go and you read the regulations for it, <clears throat> is to... You know, if you have a, a crisis, if you have an emergency, if you have a disaster or something, it allows you to come out with something that's a solution and not have to go through all of the drug trials. You just have to show that it's safe and that it might work. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so and so you lower the bar, but the FDA, they, they lowered the bar for the pharmaceutical companies, but they actually came back and asked us, and, and they said, no, you can't do that. You have to be a drug. And we're like, no, you don't. Nowhere in here does it say you have to be a drug. Well, we want you to be a drug. Well, we're not a drug, so it's not going to be a drug. So we filed it uh, with the emergency use authorization. And the questions that they came back to us, I mean, we had some good, what we thought were good conversations, but now we think they were just, you know, baiting us, I guess, uh, because they came back and asked questions like, 
you know, uh, what time of day or where in the field or where in Florida were the grapefruits harvested that you got your grapefruit yeah. seed extract from? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I they, mean, they questions were, that have no relevance to you. Right. Yeah, they, they were going to bury you in, you know, bureaucratic details uh, to create ever higher bars to achieving that authorization. They were sort of stringing you along, in effect. I'd pretty much. I mean, if, if somebody wanted to do something, the best thing to do, call your congressman. Okay. Tell your congresspeople to, to uh, you know, to start getting on the case. I mean, why is it that, that you have public health officials that are still in there who have been in there for decades and, you know, they couldn't solve the AIDS crisis and they can't solve this one? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just have inept, in my opinion, I just think we have uneducated and inept people in there that are doing the bidding of the pharmaceutical companies as opposed to looking out for the American public, which is what we've been paying them big bucks to do for, for 30 years. Indeed. Uh, what else is on the launch pad for uh, Clear? Any new products that are in the pipeline or any new uh, studies that are underway, things that we should be keeping our eye on in the next few months? Um, we, have, we have some studies going on. We have one that, that is, we're waiting for to hear back from a, a group in, in the UK, but they're actually taking a bunch of people that have that test positive, have COVID, and they're going to have them start using Clear every every three hours, mm-hmm. and and they're just going to do a, a PCR test every day, and they're going to see how long it takes them to go from being infected to being negative. Okay, that sounds uh, like a pretty rigorous study. And, uh, and presumably and there'll be a control group. The there'll, is, be a, there'll be a, you know, a matched control group to com- as a comparator. I, I think there is, but I mean, even if they didn't, they would, they would, uh, in fact, no, I don't think there is. <clears throat> so it's, a, and it's, the reason why I don't think there is, is they're going to compare it to the national average. Oh, okay. That's good. And, mm-hmm. and the reason, yeah, because, because all they want to do is, so if the average, let's say the average is 10 days and we can do it in five days. Mm-hmm. Which the, the little, the little, you know, three person study, I mean, it was actually six people, but three of them had salt water. Um, people here in, that we did in, uh, in Florida, um, I think it was every single one of them was completely negative and clear in under seven days. Mm-hmm. And all of them had underlying conditions. You, you so you also, would have thought that some of them would have had right, you could other also, issues. You could also argue that it'd be hard to do a placebo because the placebo itself, if it was like a saline nasal spray, might show some efficacy. And you would have to demonstrate that the addition of the xylitol ingredient uh, was uh, over and above efficacious over merely using a nasal spray. Nasal spray, it's been demonstrated nasal sprays are, are effective in viral infections. That, and that's actually what the study that was done here. We were actually looking at, it, at, at it doing a different study where we would actually learn some more stuff. But because our great and glorious FTC, and in my opinion, the bad actors that are running that place and, and doing it, they came after us and said, no, your nasal spray, even though it's a saline spray, you can't use everybody else's studies. Mm-hmm. Which, if you ask me, is hogwash. If you have a product that's similar, then the studies that they do for the similar products historically, you've been able to go and use those same studies. So, I so, mean, if somebody shows that saltwater does something, then anybody that wants to can use that study and say, hey, saltwater does something. So, so it sounds like... And, and the FTC is coming back and saying no now. 
So, so coming back to that original question from uh, Carolyn, you know, it doesn't sound like you're on your on your back heels here. You know, you're not being uh, nailed to the wall. You're simply being frustrated in your efforts to mainstream this therapy. It's, it sounds like. Is that the correct interpretation? Yeah. I mean, we, we understood 20 years ago, you know, when the FTC first called us and said, hey, you guys can't be, be saying this stuff. And we said, well, what can we say? Because, you know, washing your nose, okay, washing your nose, what we started the company on was washing your nose um, helps with all kinds of different diseases. My dad found that it helped with sinus infections, ear infections, all these other things. We can't talk about that, mm-hmm. okay, because that's a drug claim. Yeah. So we just go out and we educate people and say, hey, washing your nose, this is how it does. And that's why most of the of the educational and marketing dollars that we spend are done is because when we go to the doctors and and we're discussing it with with you know people that are educated in the healing arts we can actually explain what it does and so we've been able to grow the company and do a fairly good job of it by going out and educating the physicians and then the physicians are going on and telling their patients hey maybe you should should start using a nasal spray with xylitol as opposed to a saline <laughs> and and the analogy that i use for that you know, people, if they want to go out and rinse their hands with just rinse them with some water, that's better than not doing it at all. But if you use soap, that's even better. And that's what xylitol does. Xylitol helps um, wash away. It helps. It's, it works like soap. It works like a surfactant to the bacteria in your nose. And I can attest to uh, the amount of junk that uh, we're exposed to because uh, just prior to uh, interviewing you, uh, I did my uh, biweekly ritual of vacuuming my apartment here in New York. And when it's nice, we like to keep the windows open, but we minimize that because when you keep the windows open, all kinds of junk uh, wafts in. And I got to tell you that uh, there's a lot of soot and there's a lot of junk uh, and God knows what's out there uh, that gets on our surfaces, on the floors and on uh, you know the tables. And uh, it also gets in our nasal passages. So it warrants, you know, whether or not we're talking about viral infections, it warrants uh, some nasal hygiene. I, I fully agree with that. I think that people, when people, it, it takes a minute to get people to understand it, but we understand that brushing our hands, brushing our hands, that washing our hands, brushing our teeth, taking a shower, you know, cleaning up the house, you know, John Snow, uh, you know, he was a, the father of epidemiology and he, you know, he kind of pointed out and said, hey, we need to put a sewer system in London because we're all getting sick because we're walking around and, and filth. And, and the funny thing is, is that all the physicians at the time were like, nah, nah, you don't get sick from the filth on the ground. You get silk from, from, uh, what is it called? Malaise? No, no. It's, miasma. What was the word they use for odors? Uh, uh, miasma. miasma. Miasma, right. They're like, you get sick from the miasma. And so they fought this. And he's out there, no, people, put some sewers in. And after they died, they finally went and put in a sewer, not to help with all their cholera epidemics, but because the stench of the sewage on the streets was that bad. Mm-hmm. And so they put their, their sewer system in. And you know how many cholera epidemics that uh, London has had since then? I'm guessing zero. Zero. Yeah, right. So that zero. was, yeah, that was an that is, unintended consequence that, that, of, uh, of improving the smell of the city. Yeah, and he was sitting there trying to get them, and, and he is considered the father of epidemiology. And I wish that epidemiologists today would pay more attention to hygiene and sanitation type of issues 
than they do to pharmaceutical interventions. Because our epidemiologists today, it's get a vaccine or or, or we're going to kick you out of society. <laughs> You're not going to be able to go do anything, and, and we're going to force you to get a vaccine. Well, I, th- I think it's, it's and, also... And I think that is a horrible answer. Yeah, it, and it's also to some extent a business model because, uh, you know, uh, except for your successful company, you know, how do you monetize, uh, you know, a simple measure like uh, cleaning your nasal passages uh, and maintaining oral health? I mean, there's certainly uh, multiples of billions of dollars uh, in coming up with uh, pharmaceutical quick fixes. Most epidemiologists, most epidemiologists supposedly work in public health Mm -hmm. and are looking out supposedly, I'm putting the little air quotes up again, are supposedly not looking out for pharma's, big pharma's interests, but they're looking for good ways that, to keep populations healthy. And, and really what, in my opinion, where they've gone is they've gone and they, you know, they've gotten in bed with the pharmaceutical industry. And, and now if it's not a pharma solution, they don't listen to it. Indeed. Uh, so once again, uh, let me give you the heads up on uh, the availability of the Spry Dental Defense Products. And the clear nasal products, they're available at Walgreens, CVS, Vitamin Shop, Rite Aid, Target, Kroger, Public Sprouts, and most natural products retailers nationwide. And they can also be purchased online, including on Amazon. And, of course, you've got uh, your website at clear.com, X-L-E-A-R. And where can people find additional resources? What can they? What will they uh, find if they go to clear.com? <laughs> Uh, we have a bunch of studies on our webpage. If you go to clear.com forward slash, I believe, if you just go to xlear.com and go to education, there's a page of studies on nasal hygiene and washing your nose, a bunch of the studies that I've talked about today. Uh, and then there's another tab where you can go to look at the, at the oral hygiene studies that have been done with xylitol. And, and uh, a lot of them, I mean, there, there's so many studies that are coming out now that you can just go and do a Google search and come up with a bunch of them now. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, thousands of studies out there talking about the, the good things that xylitol does. And, and I do want to put this out there because it is, you know, it is the one bad thing. Well, there's, okay, there's two bad things that xylitol can do. Yeah. Um, one of them is obviously, um, you know, keep it away from your pets. It is not a good pet food. Thank you for mentioning. Um, you know, there's a lot of dogs that have issues with it, and it and it can it can kill them. And and what we think is going on there is that dogs actually perceive it to be a hexose, a six carbon sugar, and so they start creating insulin. But it is not an insulin dependent sugar, and so they just keep creating insulin, and they go into shock, and and they can die. Yeah, they just I mean, have a different physiology than humans have. It's it's okay for humans to consume orally, but not animals. Correct. And, and then the other one is if you eat a lot of it, you can get an osmotic uh, diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Yep. So go easy but, on it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, so great. But other I mean, than that, I don't know of anything bad. No, no, indeed. Uh, so, look, uh, looking forward to the results of uh, some of the presentations at the pulmonary at the pulmonology conference that you're now attending in the Dominican Republic. So, you'll keep us uh, updated on on what some of those new studies are saying. And, uh, you know, I got to give you a lot of credit for um, sticking to your guns and, you know, really uh, trying to communicate effectively about the benefits of uh, xylitol, uh, oral and nasal products. 
because they really can make a difference as as our patients will will attest and that letter is just uh, the email that I just read uh, in part one is um, you know just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the positive comments that we get from users so thanks for for you know I know it's not an easy path but um, you know you definitely are trying to get the word out in a responsible way well we're trying thank you Thank you very much for joining us. That was Nathan Jones, CEO of Clear Inc. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile friendly site, It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com, drhoffmanstore.com.